the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Three new cities will soon open mass vaccination centers. White House correspondent Greg Plugston has more. The White House announced that mass vaccination centers will open in Boston, Norfolk, Virginia, and Newark, New Jersey. Coronavirus coordinator Jeff Zients says together the three sites will be capable of vaccinating 15,000 people a day. The U.S. is now vaccinating an average of two and a half million people a day, a pace that allows the nation to meet President Biden's newly announced goal of 200 million Americans by the end of April. Greg Clugston, Washington. One year after they became the epicenter of the pandemic, New York and New Jersey back on top of the list of states with the highest rates of infection now. Even as the vaccination campaign has gone into high gear, the number of people getting infected in New Jersey has increased 37% in the last month. Also at srnnews.com. Hugh Hewitt is waiting for the media to do something. The number of unaccompanied migrant children in custody went up 25% in one week. It's it's going to get worse before it gets better. Have you seen anything about that story? Probably not. If it was Trump, you know what would be going on. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280, The Patriot Weather for today. We got mostly sunny and a high of 47, moving into partly cloudy and a low of 37 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and breezy with a high of 70, moving into a slight chance of showers and a low of 36. The Patriot welcomes Charlie Kirk to the airwaves. Charlie formed Turning Point USA in his parents' garage when he was just 18. Charlie says, I grew up listening to conservative talk radio, so I'm excited to bring a new generation's voice to the medium. Tune in to The Charlie Kirk Show each weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. here on the AM 1280, The Patriot. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. And by the way, uh, I always mention this on my blog promoting the uh, show or the post-promoting the show, but I am live-streaming the broadcast right now on our Facebook page at the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Um, not that anybody's all that desirous to see my mug online, but, you know, it's a great way to interact uh, with the host, the show host. I, I check out all the comments uh, that come on these videos, and uh, we it's another way to communicate. You know, some people don't want to call in. That's perfectly fine. So we'd uh, definitely love to hear from you through any of these platforms. And, uh, again, appreciate your support over low these many years. I uh, want to take a shift now and welcome to our uh, welcome our next guest to the broadcast. Uh, Stephen Sukup is the senior commentator, vice president, and publisher of the Political Forum, which is an independent research provider that delivers research and consulting services to the institutional investment community with an emphasis on economic, social, political, and geopolitical events likely to have an impact on the financial markets in the United States 
and abroad. I'm bringing on Stephen to discuss his new book entitled The Dictatorship of Woke Capital. Uh, and it's uh, very, I have yet to uh, get get, it, uh, get my hands on a copy of this book, but I plan on doing so just reading the promotion of it. Uh, very uh, sobering uh, uh, story, uh, very sobering uh, details to be sure. But uh, we're going to have on Mr. Sukup to say to hopefully determine how we can combat uh, this uh, takeover of another institution uh, by the left. Uh, first of all, Stephen Sukup, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network, sir. Good to have you on. Thank you very much for having me. So the dictatorship of woke capital, how political correctness captured big business. We're, we've been seeing some uh, pretty extreme examples of this. I know uh, it's been alluded to uh, specifically in Georgia, their uh, desires to pass a fetal heartbeat bill, which uh, makes abortion illegal once a heartbeat is detected in a fetus, and thus uh, some corporations threatening to pull out of Georgia, pull business out of Georgia, uh, things along those lines. Is um, Would you say that particular incident, or was there another specific incident that was kind of the catalyst for you writing this book, or is it just kind of a, uh, kind of a buildup of all of these uh, corporations going woke, uh, Stephen Sukup? Well, um, in a roundabout way, I think uh, that that incident was a catalyst. Okay. Um, what happened in Georgia was that the uh, duly elected center-right legislature of a center-right state uh, and the duly elected center-right governor of a center-right state uh, passed uh, and signed or planned to sign at the time uh, a fetal, as you said, a fetal heartbeat law, mm-hmm. uh, which would would uh, make it illegal to perform an abortion after a fetal heartbeat can be detected. Uh, And corporate America, and especially uh, the entertainment industry, went nuts. Um, In order to understand why this was such a big deal, uh, you have to remember that Georgia has spent the last two decades investing heavily uh, in attracting uh, the entertainment industry uh, to its state. Um, At this point, uh, most... Uh, major entertainment production companies have some business in Georgia, and roughly 100,000 Georgians are employed in, in the entertainment industry. That's not Hollywood stars. That's not anything to do with people uh, from Hollywood. That's right. just normal, average, everyday Georgians. And, and so when the state legislature passed this bill, uh, the entertainment industry, led uh, in large part by Bob Iger, who was the then CEO of, uh, of Disney, said, we don't like this. This is not going to work for us. Um, we don't believe that we can continue to do business in a state uh, that would do this. Uh, and so they threatened uh, not just the state, uh, not just the legislators, but these 100,000 people who work in entertainment industry, in the entertainment industry. They threatened them uh, very clearly saying, look, fix this or your jobs are gone, your state economy is going to crash, uh, and we're out of here. Um, and, and so it was a very aggressive uh, anti-democratic push by uh, well, woke capitalists sure. uh, to change uh, the way the state of Georgia uh, was behaving. Um, this was such a blatant and obvious attack on the democratic process uh, that it riled up a number of people in Washington. Uh, and chief among those was Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, uh, who gave a speech on the Senate floor uh, railing against these companies, and particularly against the entertainment industry. Uh, and um, when First Things magazine reproduced his uh, speech uh, in their pages, they gave it the title, The Dictatorship of Woke Capital. Uh, so that was an inspiration, uh, in large part because I didn't think Senator Cotton quite grasped the enormity of this problem. Mm. Um, he's absolutely right about what's going on uh, and why it's an issue, but I don't think he understands... Uh, just how significant it is, uh, how widespread it is, or how deeply ingrained it is uh, in American business, and particularly in American capital markets. This uh, th- this seems reminiscent of what happened here in our state, in Minnesota. I, I don't know if um, you're aware of this particular situation, Stephen Sukup, but uh, during our gubernatorial race back in 2010, you had uh, uh, Democrat uh, Mark Dayton against a Republican, Tom Emmer, and Target Corporation, which has its major uh, corporate offices here in the Twin Cities, they made a donation to a political action committee that was supporting the Republican candidate, Tom Emmer, uh, because Tom Emmer's policies, proposed policies, would be much much more favorable to its 
business enterprise. Imagine that, a corporation donating to a, a political candidate that would you know, enhance their business and thus uh, profitability and be accountable to the shareholders. But w- that really riled the LGBTQ community because uh, Tom Emmer at the time was very much pro-traditional marriage and was banding about maybe signing into legislation some uh, – defining marriage is strictly between a man and a woman. Now, the Supreme Court took care of that five years later, but at the time, it was still very much uh, a salient issue. So, uh, and as a result, Target backtracked, had to apologize to the LGBTQ community, and ever since then has pretty much been full-on frontal assault with uh, LGBTQ movement. Nothing at all wrong with that, but it just shows, I I guess, would this kind of be an example of, of what you're talking about if a corporation dares stray from the uh, certain uh, political ideology that uh, the the backlash is more than they can handle? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the corporations, major corporations in this company or in this country uh, that are uh, kowtowing uh, before uh political pressure uh, generally receive that pressure uh, from three directions. Uh, it can come from the bottom up, uh, which is employees uh, who are unhappy with decisions that the corporation has made uh, and, and thus make uh, that an issue uh, in their relationships with their managers. Uh, we saw that, I, I believe, uh, with Amazon uh, and its decision uh, to uh, toss Parler off of Amazon Web Services that mm. the Yep. that the uh, impetus for that action came from the bottom up. Uh, we also see that pressure can sometimes come from the top down, uh, which is these these woke CEOs uh, pressuring the company to uh, move in a direction that they believe is most politically fortuitous or most in line with their own values. Uh, we thought that's what Georgia was about. Uh, it was, you know, it was, it was the Bob Igers of the world saying, hey, look, uh, I'm pro-choice, and I want my company uh, to embrace uh, my political values. But then there's also pressure from the outside in, and the, the pressure from the outside in can come from a number, a number of different directions. Uh, but in the case of Target, I, I think that that's what we saw, is that the pressure came from activists who were uh, unhappy uh, with the way the company was was managing its uh, campaign donations, and, and so they put a, a great deal of pressure on management to, to change the way they were doing business. Um, I think that that's probably less effective today than it was, say, 11 years ago, uh, but certainly outside-in pressure is uh, an enormous factor, particularly when it comes uh, in the form of shareholders placing pressure on corporate management. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, you um, kind of segues into my next question. You alluded to the shareholders, and obviously anybody that holds shares in a major corporation, I would think their biggest incentive is that the uh, company is as, is maximizing their ability to make a profit, so therefore that they get the, the shareholders get the largest return on investment uh, as possible. With what's going on with a lot of these major corporations, are a lot of these shareholders saying, hey, I'm doing well enough, I'm making enough money, if they want to, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, be uh, go woke, that's, that's fine, I agree with a lot of the uh, issues that they're uh, advocating for anyways, or do you sense that there is a backlash uh, from some shareholders saying, hey, stay out of this woke stuff, I invest in your company not for that, but because I want to maximize profitability, or is it just like anything else, uh, Stephen Sukup, just very politically divisive at this point? It's incredibly politically divisive, um, and I, I don't think we've started to see uh, a backlash or at least any sort of effective backlash. Okay. Uh, the use of uh, shareholder power to affect corporate behavior in political ways, uh, it probably dates to maybe 10 or 15 years ago. Okay. Uh, the old tradition of what was called socially responsible investing was uh, a, a situation where if you believed something, uh, then you invested specifically to avoid companies that contradicted your beliefs. Mm, okay. uh, if, you, if you were opposed to uh, abortion, for example, uh, then you would screen companies that either participate in abortion, make devices for abortion, sure. uh, or donate to Planned Parenthood. Right. Uh, and, and that was simple. It was voluntary. It was something that was used by both 
by, you know, by everybody. It wasn't a partisan or ideological issue. Um, over the last 10 to 15 years, we've seen the rise of what's called ESG, uh, which is environmental, social, and corporate governance investing, uh, which is a successor to socially responsible investing, but it's different in that it is very aggressive and very coercive. Um, we started to see it with uh, activist shareholders who would buy stock in the company specifically uh, to try to affect the way the company uh, operates. Uh, they would buy just enough stock that they could introduce a shareholder proposal, get that on the proxy statement, uh, and then try to organize a great deal of support uh, for their position to try and force the company uh, to change the way it behaves. Um, then within the last, say, five or six years, we've seen asset managers get uh, very aggressive about doing the same thing. They've become activists in and of themselves. Right. Uh, and now uh, the passive asset management giants, BlackRock, uh, Vanguard uh, and State Street are in fact leading this fight. They are the activist investors who are leading this fight to force corporations to behave uh, differently and to behave specifically in line with uh, political ideologies. I got, I'll wrap up with this. Again, we're joined by uh, Stephen Su uh, Sukup talking about his latest book entitled uh, The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness captured big business. Uh, Stephen, I'll wrap up with this, and we appreciate you joining us today. Uh, so I guess the, the, the natural question is, uh, folks who are more politically conservative don't want politics infecting every aspect of their life, and it's hard to avoid given that uh, you know the left seems to run institutions like our media and our college campuses, and now it's really heavily infiltrating, as you're alluding to right now, uh, corporations. Quite simply, what is it that say, the average citizen who may be politically conservative and are not as desirous to see these corporations go woke, what what can they do to, to combat this? Or is it uh, past the point of return at this point? Well, I, I don't think it's past the point of return. and But I, I think this is an issue that, and I want to be specific about this, I don't think this is an issue that is necessarily conservative or liberal. I sure. think that even people who are progressive should understand the potential damage uh, to be done here by introducing politics into business. Okay. Um, the the thing that I would recommend there there are two ways to respond to this. In the short term, uh, try and gain as much knowledge as you can about what's going on, uh, why it's going on, who's doing it, and why they're doing it, and then take back what is yours. Uh, take back uh, the financial resources you have, whether it's investments or retail spending or whatever you do, to use it to engage companies to push them back uh, in the direction of neutrality. Um, over the long term, I think that this is probably a several generations long uh, battle where we have to take back the institutions, uh, push the uh, overt ideologies out of the institutions of media and religion uh, and um, education in particular, uh, and bring them back to neutral as well. Uh, so I think, you know, there, there are things you can do in the short term, but in the long term, it's going to be a long, hard slog. Yeah, yeah, eternal vigilance. I think that's kind of <laughs> the, the answer to a lot of these uh, issues that are so divisive that we face in uh, uh, this country today. Uh, once again, Stephen Sukup, the author of The Dictatorship of Old Capital, How Political Correctness Captured Big Business. Uh, Stephen, I'm assuming that this book can be found at uh, all our favorite bookstores, Amazon.com, those areas? Yeah, it absolutely can be. Um, uh I would say you can also order it from EncounterBooks.com. Okay. Uh, you can buy it from Amazon if you, if you appreciate the irony of buying a book that mocks Amazon. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, no, you haven't been deplatformed from Amazon as yet, have you, as far as you know? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, promote those uh, particular venues uh, outside of Amazon uh, if, if people you know choose to take that principal stance, as you uh, alluded to, Stephen Sukup. Uh, Stephen, we appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Best of luck with this book. Going forward, fantastic information, and I hope uh, people will take to heart your advice that, hey, it's going to be a long slog, but uh, definitely worth the fight. So appreciate the time today, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at Radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free Radio.com app.
If you're a radio listener, one thing I'm certain of is that you're not tuning in to listen to me. So I'm sorry about the next 45 seconds. But we have specifically chose this station because we think we're similar and we'd love for you to see why our mortgage team might be a good fit for you or someone you care about. One, we've got a direct lender advantage. Our mortgage team is an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender. There's no middleman, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money. Two, our faith is a big deal to us, and we're open about that. If we seem like a fit for you, we'd love to talk. We are United Faith Mortgage. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. Nice. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Ryan Vrack, Animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. So you're searching online for that perfect sermon series that you can really dig into, but you can't seem to find what you're looking for. I suggest you give GodTube.com a try. GodTube.com is loaded with sermons from well-known and revered Bible teachers who cover every topic you can imagine. And there are no shady comment threads or questionable content. Just great sermon after sermon. Hear God's word daily, grow deeper in your faith, and be inspired by the sermon section on GodTube.com. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? It may be time to pivot from the cycle of more and more medications and take a conservative, holistic approach to your neuropathy. Get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight Chiropractor at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 73,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated diabetic neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center has helped hundreds of patients improve and in some cases completely reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight DC at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 get acquainted offer. That's a massive value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup. Wake up with the Patriots Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com by using the keyword subscribe. That's subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Welcome back, AM1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Always, we appreciate you tuning in. Yeah, hey, I had a blast last weekend uh, hosting the Narn Super Show. I'll talk about that in a, a little bit. Oh, by the way, we want to thank, again, our guest, uh, Stephen Sukup, for joining the broadcast. Uh, you can find his book wherever you find your favorite books. Uh, you know, he kind of talked about the irony. You can get it on Amazon, given that Amazon is one of these uh, uh, woke capital, uh, woke corporations uh, using its capital uh, for wokeness. Uh, you can order it there, but he did reference a website, Encounter Books. Just go to EncounterBooks.com. Uh, that's EncounterBooks.com, Encounter E with an E. EncounterBooks.com. You can also get the book there. Again, it's entitled The Dictatorship of Woke Capital, How Political Correctness Captured Big Business. And, ugh, I, I mean, we, we can't seem to get away from this wokeness. I mean, it infects our media and our college campuses, and we can't cede another institution to the left, you know, which is uh, which is uh, big business. And, again, you know, as Stephen alluded to, this isn't necessarily shouldn't be about uh, political lines because uh, progressives should not be all that desirous to see businesses uh, uh, politically uh, divisive like that. So, uh, but definitely get the book. I, I want to check it out myself. So, there you have it. Uh, like I said, I I had a lot of fun last weekend at the uh, the Super Show. It was an honor to be joined in studio. It was a four hour show. I, I didn't talk much the first couple hours because the power line guys, uh, Scott Johnson and John Hinderocker, I knew they were only going to be here for the first two hours of the four hours. So I wanted to hear from them as much, uh, as anything. Um, and thankfully Mitch was the traffic cop. So he kind of, uh, 
a lot of the uh, speaking time accordingly. It, it was like the old days of the Narn. Seriously, when I would tune in every Saturday to hear all the guys at one time, back when they were just one uh, three-hour show with uh, Mitch and John and King and Ed, Chad the Elder, Brian Ward. Unfortunately, the Fratters Libertas guys, uh, uh, Brian Ward and Chad the Elder, were not able to join us. I miss those guys, miss seeing those guys. I hope to catch up with them again in the near future. But uh, I I actually didn't catch – I started listening to the show in late 2004 – and by then, I think Scott Johnson had pretty well moved on. I think maybe it was early 2005. So I didn't hear Scott on the radio uh, as much as, say, you know, Mitch, John, King, and Ed, and, and Chad and Brian. But it, w- it was just great to, to hear all of the, of the fantastic anecdotes and how, to this day, 17 years after the Northern Alliance Radio Network got started, uh, people are still saying to Scott and John, even though they haven't been on this station for a long time, that... You know, they enjoy the radio show, and they still write great stuff, the Powerline blog, powerlineblog.com. And, of course, uh, uh, hearing how what the buzz was like here in the studio when, you know, Powerline wrote the 61st minute, uh, blowing the lid off the uh, 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 60 Minutes 2 story that Dan Rather was authoring about uh, George Bush's uh, national Texas National Guard being part of the Texas National Guard, and they produced memos uh, showing Bush was not part of the Texas National Guard, but the memos were forged. And the Powerline guys noticed it, uh, called it out, and it became a such a national scandal that Dan Rather had to apologize for it, and then Rather eventually ended up, I think in less than a year later, retired from doing the nightly news and CBS News. I, I, I'm not saying it was because of that, but uh, he... You know, pretty much was uh, uh, rendered persona non grata in some circles, but now uh, he's making this big comeback because he was uh, he he hammered Donald Trump regularly, and now he's on a show called Reliable Sources. Ironically enough, but <clears throat> that's an aside. Great to uh, great to uh, hear from Scott and John for the first couple hours, and then the last two hours, you know, I got to talk about my start, how I first heard the Patriot, and then how I eventually got my own show, and I'll be celebrating 10 years of having my own show the first weekend of June this year. So that's just, gosh, that's just a little over two months away. Hard to believe. And hearing the stories about uh, the you know King and Ed, how they got their start, and how no one thought this would last for more than a few weeks. Some may have been a little more optimistic and thought, yeah, okay, it's probably going to last maybe a few months, who's to say. Uh, but here we are, 17 years later. And, and by the way, we talked a lot about the Northern Alliance, but we needed to talk about uh, the overall station, the Patriot, because it was a, we were celebrating the 20th anniversary of the WWTC signal being the Patriot. 20 years. And that, from what I understand, that just doesn't happen in radio. Certainly doesn't happen a lot these days where the signal remains one specific format for that length of time. And that's how I got to hear of national hosts like Hugh Hewitt and Dennis Prager and Michael Medved. These guys are my favorites. I love these guys. And uh, Mike Gallagher is now on, on mornings. Um, Hugh is now the very early mornings. And now we've added Larry Elder within the past few years. Uh, Larry Elder has been added to, uh, to the lineup, the primetime lineup, drive time, uh, 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Larry's uh, fantastic. And, uh, you know, Mitch, I know, talked about this recently. He may have mentioned it on his show yesterday that Larry was a national host that you could actually close down a bar with. And I was there. Larry Elder came to town in um, the fall of 2017 to do an event. And by the way, that was an event where one of our sponsors said, hey, I'm I'm a huge fan of Larry Elder. What can you do to maybe get Larry Elder to town? And it was a hastily thrown together appearance, and it went off without a hitch. We sold it out in no time. And uh, Mitch and myself and a few other uh, behind-the-scenes staff, I think Nick Anderson, our general manager, was there, Uh, Stephen Solomon, who used to work at AM 980, The Believer, and a few other of us uh, behind-the-scenes staff. We closed down the bar with Larry Elder. It was awesome. And uh, Mitch is texting me right now. He says, well, at least one one person was optimistic that it would last a little longer than a few weeks. (laughs) Well, Mitch knows what it takes to do good radio, so um, he may be referring to himself there. I'm not sure, Mitch. I I apologize for being obtuse, but uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm glad someone was optimistic because here we are still going, and uh, I got to jump in in 2011 when uh, the Narn was seven-plus years into its reign and grateful to be part of this little sandbox that they've built. It was already in place. All I had to do was step in behind the microphone and not goof this thing up. And I think I've done that because I've been here almost 10 years. So I'll be eternally grateful to all the guys that started the Northern Alliance Radio Network back in March of 2004. And, of course, WWTC taking on the signal of AM 1280, the Patriot, where it's been political talk for 20-plus years. No stop sign in front of us yet. So 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hashtag Narn Show if you'd like to weigh in via Twitter. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment. Go nowhere. Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself. I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well. What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep. Even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive results should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit requestcologuard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137. 800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. This is Alex Hartman, real estate agent at REMAX Results and ResultsByAlex.com, and I'm a Patriot listener just like you. Fake news swirls around us every day, but here is one current concrete fact. The real estate market is out of balance. There are generally way more buyers than there are sellers. If you have a property to sell, now is an ideal time. To maximize your profit, contact me today. My 38 years of experience is your assurance of a smooth transaction. And unlike one of those large real estate teams, when you contact me, you'll be working with me and only me from start to finish. So if you like the idea of working with a fellow loyal Patriot listener, if you like the idea of working with one real estate agent from start to finish, if you like the idea of working with an agent with decades of experience, then please contact me today. 651-334-5000. That's 651-334-5000. Or go to resultsbyalex.com. Together, we will maximize your profit. Welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Would this song be considered transphobic today? Do we know? I'm wondering saying a dude looks like a lady there's always a lady inside that would be their argument today i'm sorry i'm waiting waiting into non sequiturs i apologize 651 289-4488 is the number to call is me brad carlson closing out this weekend's edition of northern alliance radio network programming you can catch my friend and colleague uh, mitch berg on these very airwaves am 1280 the patriots saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m he is the headliner edition of the narn and our friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, 9 to 11 a.m. on Saturdays. It is The King Banyan Show, one of the finest shows on economics, uh, dare I say, in the entire country. Yeah, I went there. I said that. 
And me, Brad Carlson, again, closing out uh, every weekend, 1 to 3 p.m. on Sundays. And, yes, I will be live in studio next Sunday, Easter Sunday. Always love uh, being part of the show, Easter Sunday. Get to share. I don't take the entire show for an Easter message, but uh, I do like to take at least a couple of segments to talk about uh, what the what that holiday means to me. And, uh, obviously, if... Uh, you and the audience are a Bible-believing evangelical Christian. You would probably echo the lot of sentim- a lot of the sentiments I will share uh, next Sunday. So looking forward to that uh, broadcast, as always. I uh, did catch a news story in the uh, Star Tribune uh, this past week. Uh, let, me, let me get to it. I hate when I have my story up and then the screen refreshes or reduces or changes. It's just, ah, those, I, I, I thought we were through... Uh, with these banner ads that occasionally crop up and mess up my story here. Apologize, folks. Uh, This is from the Star Tribune. Uh, The COVID-19 vaccine will be available to all Minnesotans 16 and older beginning Tuesday, Governor Tim Walz announced Friday morning. A statement from the governor's office and Minnesota's most critical goal is getting as many Minnesotans vaccinated as quickly as possible to end this pandemic, which is showing signs of increased activity in the state again. And uh, as uh, House Majority Leader Tinky Winky uh, pointed out on Twitter last weekend that Delano was apparently the scourge, so uh, avoid Delano at all costs. Uh, so so much for one Minnesota there, Ryan Winkler. Uh, <coughs> anyways, I digress. Uh, Minnesotans have done a remarkable job helping our most vulnerable get vaccinated and waiting their turn, Walls said in a statement prepared ahead of a live video address at 11.30 a.m. this past Friday. Now, as we prepare to receive more vaccine heading into April, it's time for all Minnesotans to get in line. Uh, The expanded eligibility means another 1.2 million Minnesotans will be added to the pool of state residents seeking protection from the novel coronavirus that causes COVID-19. Finally, we have a system that actually is really easy to follow. If you're ages 16 and up, you're eligible. How hard was that? No, I get it. I get it. Initially, you wanted your most vulnerable vaccinated as well as your frontline health workers, essential workers. I, I, I understand all that. But why did they why did they have to put it in this goofy tier and phase system? I mean, you had phase you had phase one A. And then you had phase 1B, tier 1, tier 2, tier 3, tier 4. Then you had phase 1C. It's like, my God, you know, well, the way this is going, I'm going to be like in phase 1Q or something like that. I mean, I, I've not I've not gotten um, my vaccination as yet for, for the, you know, the very reason that the governor outlined that we want to give priority to our elderly and our uh, those with uh, significant uh, underlying health conditions and you know, obviously, uh, my mother is in that category. She's almost eighty years old, and you know, has some uh, pretty serious uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And you know, I, I, if she ever got COVID, uh, it would be a pretty dire situation. Thankfully, she's stayed on harm's way and got her first shot last week. And I believe her second shot's already been scheduled either this week or next. I'm not hundred percent sure. But she's already you know, got that in place. My wife, who is a, uh, a teacher, even though she was teaching from ho- has been teaching from home ever since last year when it was declared a pandemic and will teach from home uh, the rest of this year uh, because they still want at least a couple of teachers uh, teaching remotely because some parents are not desirous to bring their kids back to school, which that should be up to the parents. That's fine. Uh, my wife got her second shot last weekend, so she's fully vaccinated. So, you know. I, I I I take heart in that. Um, my thing was, you know, I'll be uh, 52 in May, and I don't have any underlying health conditions. Um, I these 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 doctors' charts are a little goofy. They may say I'm obese. I know I'm a little overweight, but you know the way these charts are, it's like why don't you update them for the first time since like 1970? I mean, I'm six foot two, 200 and none of your business pounds. I'm not obese, okay? Uh, but whatever, uh, I, I'll still feel better about it when I, uh, when I have my appointment scheduled. So that I am definitely putting a, a priority on that, looking into getting that done. Um, but here, here's the one thing that 
I, I'm kind of keeping an eye on. You know, baseball season is going to start on schedule, and initially Target Field is going to be allowed to have 10,000 people, which is basically 25% capacity for this outdoor sporting event. So it's a start. It's a start. Um, but given that baseball season is around the corner, and again, being a sports junkie, this is how I think, uh, this expanded eligibility couldn't uh, be more perfectly timed. However, I will say right up front, if Target Field requires some sort of proof of vaccination uh, to attend a, uh, a baseball game, or if so, there's some government mandate that's put in place for that, I guess, uh, yeah, count me out. I ain't, I ain't, I'm abstaining from seeing any Twins home games in person, even if I'm fully vaccinated, you know, because I'm sorry, I'm not sharing that information. And if it means... Uh, you know, again, I don't think they've passed. They, they've mandated this yet. I know uh, travel to the United States from a foreign country, you have to have proof of a negative COVID test. That that I understand. That I just that I would do anyways. I mean, when when my wife and I we traveled to Mexico a couple weeks ago, I took a I took a COVID test before we went. Now we weren't required to have a proof of a negative COVID test in order to fly into Mexico, but to fly back to the United States from Mexico, yeah, we had to have proof of one. Um, but I, again, I would do that anyways, just to be safe. And and I'm gonna, you know, I, I believe in these vaccinations. Uh, they're the clinical trials. I've been reading a, reading up a lot on them, and you know, there have been some people that have had issues and some side effects, and of course, the anti-vaxxers are going to blow those up, and I, you know, whatever. But my thing is, I've known people intimately who have got COVID and who are still what they call COVID long haulers and are still suffering after effects because of it. Um, yeah, I'll endure a side effect or two if I feel a little feverish or tired or whatnot. I'll endure that for, for a day or two as opposed to taking my chances with COVID. Again, your mileage may vary, but that's where I'm standing. So if you're one of those anti-vaxxers or whatnot, not really interested in uh, in basically being uh, dubbed a, uh, a proverbial lab rat. And, and by the way, just as a, another aside, I kind of put a survey out on Twitter this past week. Um, which which of the COVID virtue signalers would you consider more annoying? Is it the ones who uh, are condescending? anti-vaxxers basically accusing vaccine recipients of being lab rats or would it be virtue signaling vaccine recipients who imply that they've got the market cornered on love and compassion because they took the shots and thus are protecting the masses from catching a potentially uh, deadly virus and these are also the same people who condescendingly always say well i believe in science and to these a lot of to some of these people that say this i say okay how many genders are there I'm doing a lot of non sequiturs here. I apologize, folks. But the point is, is that this is the decision that I came up with. Okay. And my wife, again, fully vaccinated her. Uh, she, she had some side effects, but they were, you know, they kicked her butt. I think her, after her second shot, they kicked her butt for one day and then she's fine and she's been fine. And so, you know, again, I get it. It's going to affect different people, you know, differently, but uh, again, that's the decision I've come to. I, I would rather take my chances with some side effects from the vaccine uh, as opposed to uh, taking my chances with COVID-19 itself. So this is good news. This is good news because people who are wanting to get shots can at least now start to make their appointment, and that's something i got to look into this week. So I guess my point, is, I circle back to my initial point, and that is, this is so much more easier to follow and you know, ages 16 and up are now eligible to get a vaccine. That's so much more easy to follow than, you know, all these phases and tiers and whatever else, which I get it. You know, again, you want to get the most vulnerable uh, vaccinated initially, but it, it just was got to be so convoluted. So uh, we definitely were behind the curve uh, in a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, in a lot of these, the way these other states were doing it. But now I think Minnesota is up to 15th as far as percentage of citizens vaccinated. I think New Mexico uh, leads the um, 
leads the herd this uh, leads the pack this far. Uh, let's see. I thought I had these. Thought I had the stats. I, I'm a stats geek, so whenever somebody puts out you know statistics and demographics and whatever else, um, I, I, I pour over it as much as I can. But uh, the point is, is that hopefully we're able to see the end of this. Now, again, I alluded to in the first hour that the situation at the border is worth monitoring for several reasons, not the least of which the number of COVID-positive illegal aliens that are crossing the border and that are in close quarters at these cage, <clears throat> I'm sorry, welcome facilities. Got to get the got to get the verbiage down now. That's a, a new administration. So uh, this is the concern I have because a lot of these illegal aliens are getting into this country and have have tested positive for COVID nineteen. And perhaps the most despicable thing that I had heard is that some of them were coming through these ports of entry and not even given a court date, okay? Because when you come through ports of entry, you have to claim asylum. And once you claim asylum, they say, okay, show up to this court date, state your case, and we'll decide whether your asylum claim is good enough to allow you to stay in this country and not have to go back to your uh, other own country from where you're claiming asylum. Well, from what I understand, a lot of these illegal aliens were released in the country not given a court date. And that was already an issue, even if a lot of them were given a court date, some of them weren't showing up. And this was an issue during the Trump administration where Trump tried to uh, uh, not allow them to even have a court date at all, even if they were claiming asylum. He wanted them all sent back, whether they were claiming asylum or not. And, you know, that's not part of the law. The, the law states that if they come in through a port of entry and are claiming making an asylum claim, they have, by law, have to be given a court date. Well, now it's the now it's the other extreme in the Biden administration. They're not even given a court date. Not that a lot of them were showing up for it anyway. So uh, that's very concerning, to say the least. And this all kind of ties together. And that's my concern as well, is that if we have another spike in COVID cases, because all of these COVID positive illegal aliens are just being allowed to run roughshod anywhere through this country, um, that could be an issue. Now, again, not trying to stir up any anti-immigrant sentiment here. So don't be calling in with that garbage. All right. This is a concern, and if you're denying it's a concern, uh, your head's in the sand. That's all I'll say about it. So uh, good news again uh, on the vaccine front. Um, you know, may, might do, It'll be interesting to keep tabs on the, uh, on the cases because there's discussion of these new variants that are taking place, and uh, I think Carver County specifically was one county that, that has been talked about. Uh, so far, it seems the vaccine is working on those, but again, we're still in the very early stages, so... Definitely some data to keep an eye on, that is for sure. One final segment coming up here on the program with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, we have time for our final phone call or two, if you so desire, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, back again with one final segment. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Relieffactor.com. 
Be kind to someone and you could have your car payments covered for a year. Oh, very kind. The Patriot and Standard Heating and Air Conditioning present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for a hero in your life, then let us know about it. You'll be registered to have your vehicle payments paid for a year or get $12,000 towards a new car, both for you and your hometown hero. Sign up for the Standard Heating Kindness Challenge at am1280thepatriot.com. Keep on loving. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm John Call, owner of Tax Tiger Minnesota. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate settlements. More importantly, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612-888-9522. You can be closer to financial freedom than you think, and it helps to have a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522, or visit us online at TaxTiger.com. That's TaxTiger.com. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. Welcome back. I'm 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment. we got about four or five minutes remaining in the broadcast. So if you have a phone call, 651-289-4488. We'll ask you to uh, make it pithy, as uh, Bill O'Reilly used to say. And we do happen, happen to have a phone caller waiting right now. Michael from Egan is on line one. Michael, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, good afternoon, Brad. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. And you said pithy. Well, I'll, I'll do my best. I'll try to dovetail <laughs> that bumper music. Maybe we should, instead of bungle in the jungle, maybe bungle at the border. I like it. Yeah, very good segue, sir. Yes. <laughs> and I'll also, I'll also pull off one of your earlier comments. Uh, immigrant, okay, to my understanding, immigrant comes under a legal process. Yep. I'm hearing these senators, and I'm hearing reports that they're not even uh, administering asylum paperwork for some of the people they're just in some cases putting people on a bus yeah. and move them into the interior of the country right you also talked about covid you know we heard about that ad nauseum prior to the election and that doesn't seem to be a real concern here for the current uh, uh i'll just say regime if you will right um <laughs> um What's going to happen when all these people come into the country and they're going to need resources internally in the country and, and there is going to be a burden on those communities? One question I had is, don't cities and states, counties have a right to say, hey, federal government, you're not doing your job. We don't feel we should be responsible to fund this. You need to give us money to fund this. And my last point was, I don't know if you saw Dinesh D'Souza, he did a little uh, on his podcast. He kind of talked about, he's going, who's really running the country? And he, he played the press conference where, you know, it's, it's evident that Mr. Biden is having difficulty right. and he's given cards and topics. And whenever something's brought up, Dinesh made the point, if it's infrastructure, he's got a card for that, but right. where he has to act or ad lib or impromptu, he has a lot of difficulty. And I'd just like you to comment on the requirements of the federal government and its responsibilities, and I don't think they're being responsible. And uh, actually, who's running the show? I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Appreciate the call. Um, you know, this this is reminiscent of, you know, you talk about the federal government being derelict in its duty. This reminds me of about 10 years ago or so, when uh, the state of Arizona passed its own border enforcement bill because they were concerned that the federal government, then under Barack Obama, 
as president was not uh, doing its due diligence or just flat out abdicating its responsibility. That seems to be a phrase I'm using a lot today, abdicating its responsibility at the border. And Arizona passed a law saying, well, if you're not going to do it, this is how we're going to do it. And I think ultimately the Supreme Court threw out multiple aspects of that law saying it was unconstitutional because the federal or because the border, the U.S. border, U.S.-Mexican border was under federal purview. Well, then when are they going to start actually doing their jobs then? And so to, to your point, Michael, if they are going to place uh, these illegal aliens in certain cities and counties yeah, I think at the very least they have to certainly fund the placement of them. But where does that money come from? It comes from our tax dollars. So, yeah, as far as the feds being able to do that uh, from a legal standpoint, I have no clue uh, if that would pass legal muster. I have a feeling that, yeah, there would probably be states and counties and certain cities, townships, what have you, that would certainly want to broach all legal possibilities as far as uh, combating that, because, yeah, I, I don't think that that would be desirous, particularly if you have some of these illegal aliens that have tested positive for COVID. I mean, that's a public health issue. But and to, to your and also to Michael's point, there was not one single question at Biden's very cringe inducing press conference regarding the pandemic. How does that happen? I mean, we still have a lot of these mandates in place, right? We still have a lot of businesses that have been shuttered and shut down and what have you, although a lot of restrictions state by state are being loosened. That's good news. But how is this, how, how is there no question about the pandemic? I, that, that, just, that just stunned me. That absolutely amazed me. But, uh, yeah, as far as who's actually running things in the, uh, in the Biden administration, your guess is as good as mine. Um, you know, someone had the wherewithal to put together uh, a cheat sheet for the president, which I don't have a problem with. But if he's not even able to handle, you know, impromptu off the cuff questions. Yeah, that's a problem. And, th- and I think our worst fears are being realized when we saw Biden on the campaign trail. It's like, how is he going to handle the stress and the pressure of being the leader of the free world? And I think we're getting our answer and it's not an answer that should be desirous for anybody. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, I've enjoyed it. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers. But it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field. 800-323-8137-800-323-8137-800-323-8137. That's 800-323-8137. Paid for by Final Expense Direct. Hey, carpe diem. Awesome. That means we're going fishing, eh? No, carpe diem. It's Latin. It means to seize the day, like do it now, which is what you got to do if you want a custom-built Arctic spa from Premier Pool and Spa. That's kind of like ASAP, eh? Yeah, now you got it. Due to the increased demand for Arctic spas, you should order your custom-built spa now so you can have it by the summer. So call Premier Pool and Spa and pick the color you want, the size, the kind of LED lighting, the number of pumps and jets, all that stuff. Hey, that's like over 2 million combinations. That's right. Do it today, because the early bird gets the worm, you know. Nice worms. That means we are going fishing, eh? Oh, Visit Premier Pool and Spa in Chanhassen today. Arctic spas are engineered for the world's harshest climates. You deserve it. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? PremierPools.com. I got into an accident on my way home from work one day, and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. 
So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first-time car shopper, and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile, and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. Get up to $3,500 cash back or 0% financing for up to 60 months with $1,500 cash back on the 2021 Tucson. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain and Hyundai Assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com. Celebrating two decades on air, this 